You should sense what is happening. You sense what is happening. You see the holy moment, the glory moment, and you treat it as that. And then the glory rises. This story I'm about to show you as I close today is a practical example of how insensitivity to the altar leads to untimely death. Look at this story in Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus chapter 10. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord. Which he, you notice, which he commanded them not. Watch, get it. So you can understand my position. When I received this ministry, there was no book given. But all the answers were pre-programmed. You've heard me describe it. And God said, it is the same thing that he did to a woman. You came with all the equipment pre-programmed. You're walking around every day. You're not saying, oh, I feel my womb moving. Or I feel my ovaries, except you got a cyst or pain or something. You, are, you came with all the equipment. That's what happened to me. So I know without having read it anywhere. Are you following? So when I'm telling you what is acceptable and what is not, you, don't, you haven't been programmed. You haven't been this way before. So you should be listening Amen. to what I'm telling you. Watch. Sons of Aaron were chosen by God, consecrated. If you read Leviticus and the other books, God even gave descriptions of what their clothing should be like. He gave all the details of their functions in their capacity as priests. They didn't understand the seriousness of what they received. They thought, okay, now that we are consecrated, we can just fire up our thing anytime we get ready. You know, that's how young people think. Hey, man, come on. Let, let's, let's do that sacrifice thing, and let's see. They didn't know that you have to do it as you have been. What is the word? Commanded. What's the word? <laughs> I told you that in a covenant, they only give commandments, no suggestions, no debates. Amen. They thought that they could offer at any time. They didn't know they had to follow it exactly. If you want the glory and the blessing that goes with it, then you have to learn the things you are being taught and then follow it, particularly where the altar is concerned. And when you see me making these decisions, whether it's about a wedding or about any situation, you receive it with all your heart. And not to say you receive it, but you'll be murmuring. 
Or when I look at your spirit, I see that you, you, you're upset. That's fake. Amen. I said, that's fake. Amen. Now, listen to this. He says, He said, they, they offered strange fire to the Lord. They went and fired up their censers, put incense on it, and offered to God. It wasn't the morning sacrifice. It wasn't the evening sacrifice. They just figured, you know, like, you know, you, you might get a new toy and your friends come over and say, okay, hey, let me show you what this can do. Yeah. They thought that you can do that with the altar. You know, you got a new ride. Oh, come on, let me give you a spin. <laughs> the altar is a totally different place. It's a dangerous place. <laughs> now, now, watch this. And there went out a fire, a fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Brand new priests trying to show off. Boom! They both died. Now, I want you to see the seriousness of this. Watch. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come near me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. You see? He said, if you're going to be near me, then you have to keep the commandments. You have to follow what he says. Yes. You can't do as you please. Amen. Yeah. The first he told them, take off your earrings. Show humility. I've had one time in my life where I was going through something, and I didn't wait for God to tell me. I said, okay, I'm not going to ride my new cars. Let me ride old cars right now as part of my humility so he can look my way and help me. And it worked. He didn't tell me. I, I went and got the old cars and left the new fancy ones. Why are you driving this car? I said, Lord, I just need you to do something. I said, okay then. Because you've humbled yourself, I will respond. Don't you put on your most expensive suit? I mean, we are not being taught humility in this generation. I saw one guy, he said that the Lord was telling him how offended he is. He said, because I said uh, uh, that I'm faithful and just to forgive you your sins. He said, now this is how people ask me. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. You promised that if I ask you to forgive me, you are faithful and just to forgive me. So I, I thank you, Lord, that you've forgiven me in Jesus' name. Amen. And God said, this is what I'm getting from this generation. Pride everywhere. No piety. I used to see them in the Anglican church when we were growing up. They would go to receive the Lord's Supper, even with the alcohol in it. <laughs> but they come back and they do. They showed some piety. They, some reverence to God. God hasn't changed. It's the blood of Jesus that's protecting us from all this pride. Amen. Where everybody's a juggernaut. But if you learn humility, you will get so far with God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. He will restore comforts to you. He will work miracles in your life. If you just tone down just a little bit. I will show you Ahab before we finish this. Now, look at them to show you the seriousness. This is, you see now, this is what I told you, Moses, that anybody that's drawing close to me, they must keep these ordinances as I've given them. So, and Moses called Michel and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said unto them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary, out of the camp. So they went near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses has said. And Moses said unto Aaron and unto Eleazar and unto Ithamar. So now he got five sons, two are dead. How many of you would like to sign up for this ministry? You are celebrating that God has chosen your family to be the priests in Israel. You and your five sons. And the first outing, two sons die. Would you resign? So now look at the commandment the Lord gave. Watch. He says, And Moses said unto Aaron and unto Eleazar and unto Ithamar, his sons, Uncover not your heads, neither rend your clothes, lest you die. God said to their family, Don't mourn for them, for these rebels. He said, if you mourn for them, you will die. He said, tell them, don't uncover your head. You've been consecrated as priests. I, I don't know if it's in this text. If not in this one, it's in another one. He said, you can't even come out of the tabernacle. You have to stay where you are consecrated until you finish your term. You can't come out even to go to the funeral. So if you do, you're going to make God angry, and you're going to die. Is, is there? Uh -huh, okay. I know what he says. I mean, I know what it's written. You see? That's what I'm trying to show you. The protocols or the etiquettes of glory. Because we're ignorant. We keep doing these things. And I keep warning you. I say, okay, then let me read them to you. Because you, you grew up and the people that raised you didn't know these things. They didn't operate in the realm of glory. That's why nothing, is, nothing works. Not, no prayers are answered. That's why Farrakhan can come in and be preaching from God's altar. Because God is nowhere near there. This is just religion. Let him come to this one. He will not make it to the end of the service. He will stand there. You see him hit the ground. Boom! You have to call the ambulance. If you doubt it, you come on your own now to prove me wrong. Let's see what happens. Okay. Watch. So they went near and carried them in their coats out of the camp, as Moses has said. And Moses said unto Aaron, unto Eleazar, and unto Ithamar, his sons, uncover not your heads, neither rend your clothes, lest ye die, and lest wrath come upon all the people. It's not only would you die, but the whole nation will be in trouble. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which the Lord had kindled. 
And you shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, lest you die. See, you can't even attend the funeral. So if you do, you will die. This is the warning for the politicians that go to be politicking with people are corrected. You get under the same trouble. You need to be running your own race to make it into eternal life. Let them deal with their own stuff. We should be so well disciplined as an army that when somebody becomes rebellious, they should be lonely. Nobody should be calling them and talking that nonsense. When you repent and get right, then you get in the house. Watch. And you shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of the congregation lest you die. For the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did. Uh, they didn't do so well. Shoo. How can God be saying that? We're going to the funeral anyway. Isn't that how Americans operate? And then you go anyway. You don't know that it's because of the Lord Jesus that you, you go and come back. And you're still making noise. If it was before he died, you wouldn't make it back. While they're they they cremating them, you, you, you fall down dead too. You won't make it back. Then they throw you in the fire. Well, go ahead, burn. <laughs> burn over there. He said, the anointing of the Lord is upon you, and they did according to the word of Moses. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, Watch this now for all you drunks out there. Do not drink wine. Nor strong drink. Thou nor thy sons with thee. When you go into the tabernacle of the congregation. Let you die. He said when the anointing is on you. So you can drink alcohol. So you sipping sins. Be thanking Jesus. <laughs> because your own is not the anointing is on you, it's in you. <laughs> so lest you die, it shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. You didn't go out with anything. He says forever. When you are consecrated, when you are anointed, you say, leave alcohol. I told you, I was on that KLM flight between Amsterdam and Nairobi. It was an old 747. The business class, it was on the nose of the plane, and it was, that plane was old. I don't know why they were using it. It was so cold. The blanket wasn't doing anything. I was shivering. So I didn't know it was the devil that suggested this thing. I asked the guy, do you have sweet wine? He said, well, that sweet wine is a dessert. I said, don't worry, I'm not that sophisticated. Just, if you have something, I just need something to heat me up. He said, certainly. So they brought the bottle. So I first took a little bit. Ooh. I mean, it was like heat. It went through me. 
but it tasted good. <laughs> Kendrick is shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head? It tasted good. It's sweet wine. I don't know about the red wine. I haven't tried those. But it tasted good. Okay, now you're going to laugh at this one. So immediately I lost my peace. So here comes the devil. Well, you are, you are here already. You might as well finish the box. <laughs> Because the problem with, with the, 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 the covenants we have and this spiritual life, whether you stick your finger across the line or your whole body across the line, the consequence is the same. So I did not know that even though the consequence is the same, but what it takes for you to get back is less when you don't go all the way. Even in your mess up, at least leave a little bit for the Lord so he sees you fear him a little bit. Hallelujah. But I went on and finished the bottle. <laughs> it's a small bottle. It wasn't a big one. Please. <laughs> it was a little thing here. <laughs> see, 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 see. I ain't looking at any of you. <laughs> so, my God, we landed in Nairobi, and God was nowhere. I, I flew to Mombasa, and I'm wondering, what am I going to do? I spent all this money to come here to oversee the ministries under me. All these pastors have traveled from everywhere. What am I going to do? I'm praying, he is nowhere. I'm trying to worship, it's like, shut up. Nobody, <laughs> nobody was listening to me. So the bishop came and they took me out to lunch. You know, everybody's excited that the apostle is here and all this. And I'm praying under my breath. I said, Lord, please come. Please, please. So we're at lunch and I mean, I couldn't, you know, when you, when you are wrong, you can't taste, I couldn't taste the fries. Nothing tasted like food, it tasted like rubber. I said, Father, what do I need to do? You see, you need to tell somebody. He said, tell who? He said, tell the Bobby. I told him, I'll be right back. <laughs> I came outside and dialed America. I didn't care how much it cost. The red call. Hello? Hey, Apostle. I said, hey, Bobby. Listen, I'm in trouble. <laughs> he said, what did you do? I said, I drank wine and the Lord has left me. <laughs> he said, I should tell you and he will, you know, restore me. Hallelujah. He said, come on, Apostle, you're fine. I said, Bobby, this is no joke. <laughs> You need to pray. So he prayed a simple prayer, and the Lord came back. So when I see this sipping sense, I say, mm, you are telling me you are not anointed. You even have a huge bottle in the house, in the refrigerator. 
and he hasn't said, what is that abomination I see in your refrigerator? It's in the door. <laughs> uh, so, immediately, so I went back into the, the lunch, and now I'm acting like there's nothing wrong, you know. I, I said, okay, so, how's everybody? You know? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> he said, this is my ordinance forever, Amen. throughout your generations. When you're anointed, when you're consecrated, he said, leave strong drink alone. Now, you can come up with your own excuse. Well, Paul told Timothy to take a little wine for his stomach's sake. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but you fail to see that even in, in their realm, for those that live before us, that they got to a point where nobody was getting healed because of the same things. They once raised the dead, but now they're telling Timothy to take a little wine. And, and every drunk is using it, can't even see that the glory has lowered. Because that's usually what happens when we stop maintaining the disciplines and then no prayers is, you know, is answered anymore. Nobody's getting healed. And that, that's, when, that's why God sent medicine to help us out because if we left in the realm of faith, we'll all die. That's the fight we're in. For all you sipping saints out there, the glory and alcohol or liquor don't go together. We cannot get involved in the debate whether Christians should drink alcohol or not drink alcohol, or whether the Christians in Germany drink beer because it's like water. But the word of God is firm that if you're going to move in this realm of glory, if the, if the God of all the universe will tabernacle with you and covenant with you, he said, then stay away from liquor and hard drinks and alcohol. Even if you look in the old covenant, the Nazarite vow dictates that you abstain from alcohol. But this one, God said, is my ordinance forever for all those consecrated in the office of the priesthood. Our priesthood is higher than that of the old covenant. So there's no room for it. You can see what happened to me when I took that drink to warm up on that flight and the presence of God lifted. His face was hidden from me. I couldn't get anything done until you know, he says, confess your faults one to another. Then pray. But pride doesn't let us confess many times. And then other times it's because you know how ruthless people are. If you cast your pearls before swine and open such treasures to all these demonic people in church, they will carry you everywhere making noise. So you have to be careful who, you have to be covenant people. Jesus did not show his wounds but to his disciples behind closed doors. You don't expose your vulnerability to everyone. It has to be people in covenant that God has chosen for you. And make sure that the church you're going to, that God has chosen the man and that you can trust him. 
That's the way this kingdom is designed to run. But get away from alcohol. If you are fighting alcohol, the number is 770-994-3777. A prayer of agreement and a confession of your faith will produce a breakthrough and that devil will leave you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory etiquettes we are learning. We want God, more of him, to tabernacle with us. More of him to aid us in our ministries. More of him to strengthen us as we confront the darkness and principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. He will help us get the job done. Amen. I celebrate God's vote of confidence on me. He told me when he gave me this ministry, he had given it to others and they failed. But he says, I know you will get it done and I'm celebrating it. <clears throat> One of my sons told me something profound. He said now that God always has a man in waiting. And when he sends a man and he fails, God sends another to get the job done. But the job will get done. It was very sobering. I don't want him to ever send somebody in my place. <laughs> I want to get the job done, no matter how tough it is, no matter how challenging it is. <clears throat> but many people are no longer running to win with God. We're just going through the motions of church, and, and then, you know, the pastors are celebrating numbers and money and all of it. But where is the glory? Where is the presence of God? Where are his miracles? Gideon asked. So we heard our fathers talk about these things. But where are they? God said, now go in this your might. And God will deliver Israel. God wants us to inquire about such things. God wants us to be disenchanted that his presence is not with us. And his glory is not with us. God never wants us to be comfortable with mediocrity and the status quo. No! He wants us to be agitated. He wants us to be frustrated. He wants us to inquire of these things, and then he will respond. Join us in this quest for the glory to return to the church in America and to run these liberals and the gays and all these people back in the closet. We need to regain the family and regain marriage and regain even the financial world, the media world. We are taking them back by spiritual decrees and the weapons of warfare that God has given to us. We celebrate it in Jesus' name. What a week. These ministries have been powerful, incisive, and weapons of warfare and glory in your life. Call today, 770-994-3777. Make sure you download the Conquest Conference Ministries, it will bless your socks off and strengthen you and prepare you for what God is about to do on the earth. Let there be light. Download my daughter's music. You will be blessed. Send us your testimonies. We'll celebrate. Amen. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. We're here worshiping the Lord with no reserve. The glory of God is moving mightily and powerfully. Amen. God bless you. We will see you next week. But before I go, receive in Jesus' name. Amen.
Some of you fell out under God's power. Give us your testimonies. See you next week.